All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Becky Lucas. Hey, Becky. Hi. <laughs> Look, can we, can we be honest? I am frazzled. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we met, I want to say, roughly two and a half minutes ago. Yeah. Um, delightful banter. Oh, well, yeah. It's a lot of me sort of complaining. You've, and- had, a, you've had a morning. Yeah, I've always, I have had a morning and I must say a lot of people are sick of my shit because I always turn up like this, like as if I'm the only person who's ever been stressed out or yeah. whatever. But it's, I mean, it's just hard. I find life harder than most. Why is that? I don't know. I just like, I don't have my license. Um, I'm constantly tired. Mm. I'm, I feel frustrated by everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm constantly in the process of quitting smoking. Yeah. So I feel that that is just how how long are we into that? I don't know, ten years. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, but it's like there's just always that underlying um, feeling of agitation, mm-hmm. and uh, and it doesn't take much to kind of set me off. That is a horrible way to start this podcast. And now I'm petrified. That I I'm know. Say Do not put a foot wrong, <laughs> Neil, or I will snap. Well, then here's a, here's a good way to start because I have to ask. I actually saw you last week opening for a small indie comedian called Karen O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. That was an incredible show. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was really fun. I don't know what else to say. I had a headache at the end of it because it was very stressful. It felt that way. Yeah. It was very – it was – the the actual show was fun. Like, it, you know, the crowd was great and stuff, mm. but – uh, the, you know, pre, it was like, oh my God, like being around Conan, I, who I've, you know, idolized for, for so long. It was mm. so, such a intense thing to meet him. He's an intense guy. Like he's really tall. <laughs> he's and, fucking tall. Yeah, hey. like he's tall and he's um quite serious. Like he's silly, but he's also, I don't know, there's like an intensity there. Because there was, there were, and there were mainly cameras around him the whole time, hey, because he was filming. Yeah, so it was, it was a lot. Because I, I saw, I saw on his Instagram story, like he was backstage with Eustine and Reese. Yeah, and you're all talking to him, but it feels like was that was it scripted or was it just ha- just so happened you're having a conversation and there's 14 cameras in your face. No, it wasn't scripted. No, we were having, but it did feel. We, I mean, it read as if it was scripted because mm. we're all quite nervous and mm. you don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, you don't, and you, you want to be funny and likable, but you also don't want to look like you're trying too hard. Yeah. Um, so it was really towing that balance, uh, which ultimately led to me feeling quite stressed out. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Yeah. Wait, I had something to tell you, but I've lost train of thought. Conan, tall. Conan, State theater, tall. stressed, nervous. Nothing? No. If you remember, it will come back to it. Yeah, it will come back. Oh, the last thing he said to me was, you need medication. <laughs> good. Well, like, you need medication. So good to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I was very stressed. Because when you do a show, people, I forget who said this. It might have been Mick Jagger, actually, from the Rolling Stones. Mm. But no, actually, it wasn't. Sorry, it's another comedian who, when you do comedy, a lot of people, your friends and family don't take it seriously. So you'll be doing a show and just up until you're on stage, they're sending you messages like, hey, do you know where's good to park around here? <laughs> You're like, get the fuck away from me. I'm like, you, you do, like, Mick Jagger doesn't have that. I think that was the thing. Mick Jagger yeah. doesn't have people being like, oh, where's, um, should yeah. we eat before? <laughs> Just fucking get Just to the show. Just turn your phone off. Yeah, I've given you tickets, get to the show. So, like, I had a bunch of friends there who I'd gotten tickets for. And, yeah, just them constant requests, like, you know, how do we get to the after party? We're here. Where are you? Seats aren't that good, Becky. Can yeah. we? Yeah. Meanwhile, around? I had Conan talking to me. I'm like shushing Conan, trying to reply to all my friends. 
truly the worst people. Because that's, I mean, that's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> like, you know, on this podcast even, there are times mm. where I have guests on the show and it's easy to talk to them. And then there are times where I'm a ridiculously big fan of that person and yeah. you don't want to come across as a fanboy. Yeah. You want to kind of look like you know what you're talking about. But yeah. at the same time, you don't want to miss that opportunity. Remember yeah. I had Judd Apatow on. Yeah, right. And like we had very parallel, I mean, early on in his career, like, you mm. know, he – was on community radio and and faked his way to talk to all these comedians and do interviews. I did the exact same thing. Yeah. So I did the interview as standard, but I had to ask him questions. Yeah. Did you do that with Conan? Can you do that? Or do you just feel like a dick? Uh... I mean, I didn't want to – he was a little stressed out because like, he's not technically a stand-up. Mm. Um, so he and he, he's in his own – he was sort of nervous himself before the show. Wow. So I didn't feel like I could hammer him with questions. Mm. Um, and to be honest, no, that impulse didn't come. Actually, what I was intrigued about – so you went to the show. Yep. You didn't ask any questions. Did no, you? Okay, God, good. no, God, because no. that was a nightmare. Yeah, and I found it really interesting because um, Conan's so good at what he does because he's a genuinely curious person. He's genuinely cares about what people are doing, and I think the art of interview has been lost a bit. Like I think there used to be these people who are really good at interviewing, and because of that, they became famous. And now there's a lot of people who just want to be famous who are like, "Oh, I'll be an interviewer," mm. but they lack that genuine curiosity. Mm. And I think it was really disappointing to see a guy whose career, I think the the reason he's so good at talking to people is because he's interested in them and he's interested in the human experience. But then when it came to people asking about him, the questions were so shit. They were awful. They were really, really shit. And, and, and it was bizarre that someone couldn't, you've got access to this person who you supposedly love and you can't think of a single good mm. question. I mean, I, I, I could tell there was a bit of pressure as well because, you know, I had a, a thousand questions I'd love to ask Conan, but I'm not going to ask them mm. in front of that many people because you've got to keep it upbeat. I would love to know the people who he's had interactions with and the the shit guests he's had and all that stuff, but you don't yeah. want to bore. But the the dickhead, were you in the crowd or were you watching from side I was just watching side of stage. Yeah, so the first time someone asked about the feud with Leno and everyone yeah. booed and he said, yeah, don't care. So the second time that happened, yeah. the guy filmed himself doing it. Ugh. So he was intentionally trying to – Yeah. he knew he was going to get booed and he lapped it up. Yeah. It's like, fuck that guy. I know. But also like the guy who was like, hey, I'm starting improv myself. <laughs> it's like no one gives a shit. It, this is not the time for this yeah. dude. Yeah. It's just like that's what people – it's such a one-track – you know, it's really just about people pe – pe yeah, it's about people's own journey. And I mm. think um, to me it was just interesting because I know I notice that. I see that um, – with other people who I know who are like on radio mm. um, who are now interviewing people and you can just see they ask a question and their eyes go dead because they don't care about – like they care about themselves mm. and they genuinely – like whereas you talk to someone, like I've got so many amazing friends who I think are really – they just genuinely care. It's a good – Well, what's, good, what's the point of doing it if you don't care? Yeah, don't but people don't listen. Like I just yeah. don't think people like um, – you know, and I'm not saying I, I do either, <laughs> but mm. I do think it's it's got to be – it really should be something people work on is listening. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to call out ridiculous talk show hosts, but I'm sure you'll know when I tell this little thing here, mm. is like when you watch someone like Conan, he seems genuine and he, mm. he'll laugh when it's appropriate and, he, you know, he'll ask them, why would, yeah. would you say that? Whereas there are other hosts who are like, no matter what that guest says, they're slapping the table, it's hilarious, yeah. it's just bullshit. It yeah. doesn't come across as genuine and Conan, I think, does that amazingly well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think that's how you get to a good laugh is when you have a host that's listening mm. 
and they can provide the perfect uh, like alley oop. Mm. Is that that's the right? Is that the right alley-oop? word? Alley oop. Don't know if there's an it's a inflection on the alley. Alley oop. Alley oop. Yeah, alley oop. Alley oop. Yeah, <laughs> but that's where it comes. Like that's the that's why he's so good at it, and that's what people don't realize. Mm. I have to say as well because one of the first shows I remember seeing you as well, you guys, you and Reese. I don't know if Steam was there, but you and Reese. Uh, did the workaholic show? That's uh, right, Giant Dwarf. Yeah, that I mean, I don't know how to say that sound like a dick, but you're in Reese's set. <laughs> then to now is just incredible. Like it was hilarious then, but then yeah. watching you both at Conan show, I was like, oh my god! Oh, thanks. You guys yeah. have killed it. In I that mean, time. yeah, different shows lend themselves to different reactions, or mm. you know, sometimes you'll be trying out new stuff somewhere, so it's like it's not going to pop as hard, or. Mm. Um, you know, you're in a shitty mood, or the crowd's not giving you what you want, so you're not, you're not being as funny. So it is. I think it's yeah. People always say that they're like, oh, I saw you there, you really shit, and then I saw you there, and it's <laughs> like, yeah, that's the nature of live performance. Like, mm. it's not always perfect, um, but yeah. Wait, was the workaholics thing at Giant Dwarf? I don't think it was. So was it? Was it not? Wasn't it at some strange parkland? Uh, that was a fucking rip off. Spiegel, Spiegel tent, Spiegel it tent. Was some, it was some. It was some. It was part tent. of uh, the, the Sydney Festival, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I. But that yeah. was a rip off because they were like workaholics. They sold it as a workaholic show, and then it was yeah. just all local comics. And then I think the workaholics came out like for maybe five minutes. I think they just hosted it. They came out, did yeah. like a three minute. People bit. were furious. Well, I. I interviewed workaholics that day and they gave no inclination that yeah. there would this would be a, a, a show with many comics. Yeah. So, it was such a rip-off. I felt bad for people. That's I mean, it was what, still good. The yeah. Be, I mean, the best part of that was, in my own experience, I got to see you, I got to see Reese. Yeah. But we, we remember, because we, we were saying we remember that gig being pretty shit because of the dawning, it was dawning on people that, oh, no, we've paid mm. however much money. Did they know it? Uh, the workaholics, yeah. they didn't let on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because they were relatively nice. I mean, I, I don't know why. Yeah. Usually, you know, when you do interviews, if, if you have to go to their hotel, they assign a, a, a room, a lobby, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. For whatever reason, they did it in their hotel room. And they were cooked. So yeah. they clearly had a massive night. And we're setting up cameras and audio while they're just there, like just staring at us completely oh, off man. it. That sucked. I mean, yeah. they were really nice. I mean, it was a good interview. Yeah. But it was just a little uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I mean, that's like me right now. I've actually <laughs> taken two pingers. Yeah. Haven't kicked in yet. I have not kicked in yet. No, we'll but, you know, should be good. Well, I, you know what? I, that's, that's, <laughs> I was trying to find a segue, but you just did it for me. Great. <laughs> One of my favourite jokes in your set um, at the Conan show was about the music festivals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, that was funny. <gasps> Thanks. Um, no spoilers. Mm -hmm. But the the crowd, I mean, what would you call a, a Conan crowd? Like, I don't know. I was, I was they, Oh, they were a great crowd. But um, I think just people who are – man, I don't know. Like, Actually, I was excited. If you, if, if you go to like a – I don't know who's a who's a boy a Harry Styles show mm. compared to a Paul McCartney show. Sure, different audiences. Sure, sure, sure. But that, and that the, the joke you made about the festival that was like I think got one of the biggest laughs of the night. <laughs> Not only your set of the night. Ah, uh, thanks, thank you. Um, <laughs> like these compliments, you're putting me in a better mood. Keep doing good. Keep doing that. <laughs> um, but it, well, I guess where I'm going with this is: is there any fear, especially you know with the especially in New South Wales with the talk about music festivals yeah. and, and pill testing, all the shit we're going through? Is there any fear when you write a joke like that? You think this could fall flat? Yeah, totally. Like completely. I mean, yeah, but then I'm like, if people, like, 
if that's I, I can't pander to that all the time mm. because like I'd rather a group of people think I'm a monster than just write jokes that make people feel happy and good all mm. the time. Mm. Like it's a funny. It's like I'd I, like that's a joke I'd make with my friends, and I'm and I just think like you got to just make the jokes you want to make. Mm. And I'm you know I'm not making fun of anyone who, who's died at a music festival. It's yeah. just a dark joke. Mm. I don't know. Like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke. And like I remember. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've seen Chappelle's last special on Netflix. Uh, one, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. The, like the last one where it feels like 80% of it was him just riffing with the crowd. Yeah. And he and I think this was filmed like, what, three weeks after all the Weinstein stuff came out, mm. a week after the Spacey stuff came out, and he said, I said something along, along the lines of like, I know there are comics in the back, we have an obligation to be irresponsible right now. Like this is yeah. the most important time. Do you agree with that? Like, I do agree with it. I was just speaking about this recently. I think, um, you know, what annoys me in comedy is like, People don't take comedy seriously ever. Like no one's ever won an Oscar for a comedic performance. People are like, oh, you know, like I, I've had, I've done interviews where they're like, oh, have you ever, have you ever farted on stage? Like they I just treat you, you like, like you, a cl- yeah, I mean, um, it's just also just a fucking weird It's question. just a weird thing to say in general. It's uncomfortable. Let alone in a fucking interview. Sure. Yeah. And then like, you know, people see you like, oh, what's the most embarrassing that's a thing that's ever happened? And it's like, yeah, like I get it. It's ha ha ha. But. People don't take us seriously and when you – like I'll often do a show and I'll get laughs the whole hour and then I'll get a review that's like, oh, she seems like a fun chick to have a beer with. like, And it's like, no, 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 those jokes – like being funny isn't seem, isn't taken as being uh, important or whatever or, mm. or, or like it's a skill. Um, but then if you misstep and say something just off the cuff – like I say shit all the time. It's like sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. Mm. When it's funny, people laugh and then they don't – care but as soon as you say something that offends someone they're like those words mean something how dare you like you've just said this really important thing and it's like no I haven't Mm. I've made a joke like I make jokes all the time and you don't give a fuck about them Mm. and then I've made this one joke and maybe it's misfired or like maybe it's offended you but like why now is it serious like why Mm. now do you suddenly care Mm. (laughs) it's just bizarre to me that's a weird point like if you're funny you're hilarious and you're, yeah. you're the funny guy. Yeah. If you say something that isn't funny, you're offensive. How dare you? Yeah. And then the PC worries just. I know. And it's like police, politicians, police people who do shit. But like, why are you policing someone who's, I'm just there making. And you know, and it is, he's, he's right. You're towing a line that when it works, people, it makes people really happy. Mm. And sometimes you misstep and you should be allowed to without people, you know, condemning you and without it ruining your life Mm. it's a joke like I really do think that and um I understand people are allowed to think what they think but I really do think it's a joke and you can walk away from it like it it, 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 they are yeah um what someone says doesn't necessarily make them doesn't define them Mm. and I think that I am always have always been more cautious of people who constantly say the right thing are constantly towing towing the line because it's like that's to me, that means you're they're constantly thinking about how they're perceived. Mm. Whereas someone who's a little like rough around the edges or says something that you know is a bit, you know, definitely a bit risque. I'm like, it means that they're a, they know who they are. Mm. To, in my opinion, they know a bit like they're a bit more solidified and uh, and that they're able to let loose and and say stupid stuff. Whereas someone who's, you know, some of these friggin' 
PC Warriors. P- well, not even PC Warriors. Just these like lame, boring male comedians who wear blazers. <laughs> you know, don't make me name names, Charlie Pickering. But <laughs> like <laughs> males who wear blazers. Just That's it's perfect. just a type. It's like this white Andrew guy. Andrew G, I think, brought that in. Australian a blazer, idol. a weak chin. <laughs> And they just never say the wrong thing. And yeah. it's like, well, what darkness are you trying to hide? Yeah. I prefer people who are f- fucking crazy and say shit. And that, that's like, kind of what makes it funny, right? That it is so absurd. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's just I, I, I don't like people who are who are perfect all the time. It makes me think, what, what darkness have you got? Yeah. And especially <laughs> with, with this whole movement and the way things have changed, comedy is being scrutinised more than ever, I think. Yeah, um, which is ridiculous. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it, that's your job is to is to make yeah. people laugh. Like, I know Ricky Gervais is a big advocator of, you know, mm. if it's fu- if it's a joke, it's a joke. Yeah. Like, we should be able to make jokes about things. What's your take on someone like Louis C.K.? Because, obviously, all that shit happened to him. Yeah. He did a comeback, people re- <laughs> yeah. recorded it, and he was still saying the same stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, he hasn't changed. But it's like... In my mm. opinion, whatever he did, it's it's fucking gross. Number yeah. one, but number two, that was his act beforehand. This wasn't yeah. like Louis was making jokes about cake, and then then he did that horrible thing, and then he came out and started making jokes about horrible things. Yeah, he was always look. I mean, and this is uh, what well, I get really annoyed because I I love Louis C.K. I mm. mean, he was like when when people retrospectively say he wasn't, he was never funny. It's like come on, like you're just lying to yourself. And this is why um, so much of the rhetoric on the left and the right is useless because they don't admit, like, they, they don't tell the truth. Mm. And so if you're saying that you'd never thought Louis C.K. is funny, you're just lying. He was amazing. Mm. He He's an amazing, He's he revolutionised comedy, really. Um, and a lot of people learnt how to do comedy from Louis C.K. And whether you admit it or not, it's probably filtered down to you. Even if you're subverting it or doing something completely different, there's an element of him and his comedy that would have in some way affected you as a comedian. Mm. Um, That's not to say, like, what he did was awful, really. You know, really shit. And I know comedians and everyone thinks they're a genius and it's like, well, they've done some shitty stuff Um, and it's annoying to watch that person succeed. Mm. But um, but also like I listened to his uh, comeback thing and it was a bit it was lame. No, it, I don't think it was that good. I think there were some bits that were good, some bits that weren't. You know, which is pretty normal for a special. Mm. Um, but men, but people, yeah, people do lose their ability to move with the times because they don't have they have yes people around them. Um, and so I don't know. Like I think. I think maybe it would have happened anyway that he, regardless of all this stuff, I mm. think com- comedy's moving quicker and quicker and things are happening like the internet and stuff. Mm. So maybe anyway it would have just not hit the right notes. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I mean, I he, he's know. obviously <laughs> a, a different example just because that his act was his act and what he did was so horrible. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the jokes he makes. Yeah. It's, they're also like, the what you just said before. Some people will look at him and go, "Oh my god, how offensive!" But that's yeah. Grow up. Well, yeah, they were <laughs> jokes and they were funny, and yeah. everyone. I guess now, yeah, looking like because you know what he's done, they're just not as they're not as irreverent. Mm. Um, there was an irreverence and a silliness there, and I like I I love like I used to want to marry Louis C.K. I just loved him, um, and now yeah, it takes on the stuff he's saying 
if he was a good guy, it, it was funny when he was saying it. But now that you know that he is doing that shit, it's mm. like, oh, it's not as funny. <laughs> like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But, yeah, people people make it all so it's like there's people who don't sorry i don't know what i'm saying no, i good. just think everyone takes comedy so seriously um when it's if they turn, don't it, find it funny yeah, yeah. It's, their, it's like people find it take it seriously when they want to complain about it because i think also a lot of people get annoyed at comedians because everyone thinks they're funny <laughs> there's yeah. there's like scientific evidence that shows most people um rate their own sense of humor above what it actually is so people and and to be fair, like in context, you probably are. Everyone is really funny, like with their friends and stuff. But there's a difference between being able to make your friends laugh and then make a crowd laugh. And I, you you, see, you have some crowds who are just so anti you, like you get on stage and they're like, Meh. especially you know out fucking doing an RSL or whatever. Because there's all these alphas who are like, oh, I'm the funny one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the funny guy. Yeah, you're not funny. I am. Yeah. Um. So it becomes this battle. So I think people love pouncing on a comedian because they're like, see, <laughs> they're not that good. I am. Is it is it becoming easier <laughs> for you now? I know you've said before you hate the idea of being famous. Yeah. But you know, the more you are, you're one of Australia's biggest <laughs> names in comedy now. I don't, Tough shit. I don't think that's true. Really? I don't know. If it, someone said that the other day, and I was like, I still don't feel like that. But maybe. I don't know. It's all it's all an illusion. But it's like, but I don't know. That idea is that becoming easy now? Like when you talk about going to do those RSLs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the guys I imagine watching the footy, yeah, is that kind of dying down a bit now? Or, yeah. or are you just not doing RSLs anymore because fuck that? Oh uh, yeah, I don't do it as much. Yeah. I'm pretty. Uh, I used to be like I'll always do every gig, and now I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna go out for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the I'm guy gonna... in the crowd now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I've been a bit slack, really, just doing gigs that I like to do and, well, uh, I, yeah, whatever. I love that when this podcast <laughs> was teed up, what I got given was, like, Becky Lucas, uh, Brisbane Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy Festival, Canberra Comedy Festival, Melbourne Comedy Festival. It was like, you're just doing all of the comedy festivals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there was no, like, rundown of, like, what you're up to. It's just, just all of the festivals. Just every festival. Just lock it in. Yeah, I know. It's a bit much. I'm not doing Perth, though. I can't do Perth. Why is that? Um, I don't know. I just never have a good time there. I always get just men with red faces and wraparound sunnies. Even though I, I tell them not to come, they come. Just to suck? Yeah, they just don't like it. I think they want to like it, but they just can't. Who is, like, who is, who are they there for when they go? I don't know. Maybe their girlfriends drag them along. Yeah. I, I don't know. I always think I'm the perfect act for a couple because... The girl likes me and then the guy's like, oh, yeah, she's pretty down to earth and also I'm not hot enough to elicit any jealousy. <laughs> like it's so good. It's the perfect kind of – like girlfriends would let their boyfriends go to Fiji with me for three weeks. Sure. No worries. They're like, yeah, go for a jet ski ride. <laughs> All good. No, like remember – a perfect look. If I'm, I don't know if it was the first time I saw you for the Workaholics gig, mm. but like I thought – and especially because like you said, the Workaholics ended up doing, what, four minutes of, yeah. of showtime – you were my favourite of that night. Oh, thank you, Neil. No, you're welcome. And you are my favourite of today. This day in maybe this the studio. hour. Yeah. 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 So thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you going to be? Is it a new show you bring to these festivals, or is it? Yeah, brand new show. Brand new. How, how long are the headline shows going for now? Oh, like fifty okay. minutes to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I usually uh, clock in at fifty. To be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. How do you? How do you keep track of that? Out of um, curiosity. 
man. Is I, there someone on the side just like no? Do you have a little fucking timer on the bottom of the stage. I like, should have a timer. I will probably use my phone this year because I have been fucking around a bit more in this show. Like it's a lot of riffing and um, silliness, so it probably will blow out a bit. Mm. But you, I mean, you usually you can just kind of feel it. And there's leeway there. Like you go, you know, yeah, you have an hour. You try aim for somewhere in between forty-seven to an hour. Mm. Um, and yeah, you just get used to how long the jokes go for. And yeah. it's a weird. I guess it's hard to explain. It's just, I guess, things you learn as you do stand up for a while. Like you learn to feel what a seven-minute feels set feels like, or a ten-minute set. Mm. So yeah, you just extend that. I guess. Do you? Kind of do it in your head as you're performing. Say if there's a, a bit you have yeah. that is, you know, four to five minutes and it's going terribly, do you just go, fuck this, move on to the next <laughs> yeah. thing? Or? Um, or it depends. It depends. There are certain punchlines I'll pull back from if the crowd's not with me. Mm. I'll be like, yep, you guys don't want to. Is that music <laughs> yeah. festival one? i got to start going back to that because everyone's yeah. going, what the fuck is the joke? I'm not telling you. Yeah. Go see Becky Lucas. <laughs> well, it's actually an old joke. Um Nah, no, I don't pull back from that one. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? That should be the motto. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, <laughs> it's, it's funny that you mentioned that um, people don't take comedy seriously because I'm just thinking of all the comedians I've had on this show mm. and they're some of the more in-depth, actual, proper <laughs> conversations. Yeah. Like, Will Anderson was, you know, yeah, an hour great. and a half of yeah. dissecting Cosby and CK and oh, yeah. <laughs> all this shit. And Arj Barker, who I'm 95% sure was stoned out of his head when he did the interview. Yeah, he's a pretty – um yeah, I'm sorry. I f- yeah, we're supposed to be funny and then we come on these podcasts <laughs> and we're just so lame and we're just really serious. But it's good. I'm were, usually I- a silly billy. I, I don't know. Something's happened to me this morning. Something's broken. Well, you look great. Thank you. I have been training (laughs) with my Russian trainer. Her name's Paulina. Oh, really? Shout out to Paulina. How's she doing? She's good. Yeah, she's doing really well. (laughs) Does she? How does she respond to you talking about comedy? I don't talk about comedy. (laughs) Is she? Is she a funny woman? Uh, yeah, she's really funny. Yeah, yeah, she's she's hell funny. She gets it. Mm. Yeah, I love her. Really love her. Do people? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, Paul is great. I feel bad now. It's so boring. Who's listening to this? Uh, so far, I think Marcus. <laughs> Hi, Marcus. And my mother. <laughs> Mum's a big fan of the show. Oh, hello. Um, the the idea of like when you you mentioned before of, mm-hmm. of telling people you're a comedian and going, oh, I'm pretty funny. <laughs> I have a friend. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sam, mm-hmm. who is trying to be a professional wrestler. Okay. When he tells people that, they just laugh in his face. Yeah, right. And on one hand, it's kind of like, eh. on the other hand, it's kind of like, give the guy a fucking break. Like, yeah. He's got a dream. He's pursuing it hard. When d- you, like, is yeah. it like that when you say, oh, I'm a comedian, people go, oh, sure. I've got well, a funny joke for you. Totally. I, I try Fuck not to tell people. that noise. Yeah. I try not to tell people I'm a comedian. I work at a bank. Yeah. Retail. <laughs> just because it's like, I mean, who wants, because it, it, it does sound inherently boastful. Like, yeah, I'm funny. Mm. The first thing people want to do is prove you're not, <laughs> like, which I get that instinct. I think that's probably what it is with your friend going around saying, I'm trying to be a wrestler. I think there's something, it's a very Australian thing too, to be like, oh, are you, mate? Like, well, that's you probably, think you're I pretty mean, good, That's dude? probably why when you say oh, we sh- like comedians should be funny on this show, well, yeah. why? It's well, like sometimes you don't have to be making jokes every three seconds. And that's I know, cool. but I like I believe that comedians should be in their soul funny. Like I hate it when comedians are like, oh, I wasn't funny at school. It's like, well, then what the fuck are you doing? 
I don't want to hear a comedian that's learnt how to mathematically put together a joke. I want to yeah. hear some cunt who's a funny fuck. Like yeah. I want to, ha- I, I want to hang out with a funny person. Totally. I don't. I, I hate it when there's just a nerd who's become really good at the craft. It's mm. like, nah, fuck. I want someone who's like a loose cunt who's going to be funny. And it's, it's weird how you <laughs> kind of like discover those people because mm. um, I don't know why this came to my head, but someone like Bill Hader went yeah. to Hollywood with the intention to be a director and a writer. Yeah. No interest in acting. Sure. And then he went on to become one of SNL's yeah. biggest guys. So funny. Do you, because again, I've, I'm citing this interview that I, I read earlier. You said like, you don't want to be famous. You're a writer. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a writer first and up second? Yes and no. Although, ah, lately I haven't <laughs> been doing that much writing. I have a bit of writing. Script writing? Too? Like, obviously, you've Skill, got the yeah. ABC show. the Yeah, the pilot, which didn't get picked up, actually, if you want to know. The really? Truth. Yeah, sucks. Fresh Bites, <laughs> Fresh Bites fucking hard, though. Is it? Isn't it? Well, I don't know. It's just, I mean, they, yeah, it didn't, it's annoying because I felt like ours got a lot of uh, good feedback, mm. but, um, you know, they got, they got, they got diversity quotas to fill, so. Yeah. The end of the day. You, are you? Did you work on season two of the other guy as well? I didn't actually. Okay. That was because I was busy. I was too busy. So was Matt. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just hard. I had a, I had a bunch of stuff, and I. It gets really exhausting. Mm. Like it's really hard to sit in a room and give all your ideas. Mm. It's just yeah, it's hard to do that and stand up and you know have a podcast and and it, it's, it's too much. It's like you got to kind of. Focus a little. Is Cameron your main writing partner, or did it just so happen at that ABC show? No, no, no. Cameron's definitely my main writing partner. Yeah, yeah. Which is the best. Like, it's such a good partnership. That's why it was disappointing to not get the pilot because we've been given development to make something else, mm-hmm. which is exciting. But it was annoying because we feel that we work so, it's so natural. Like mm. when we sit down and write together and stuff, it's a very natural, easy process that. Um, I felt like it deserved, you know, to be seen out. I felt like mm. our, our idea was good. And um, so that's a little bit of a blow, being a bit of a blow. Mm. But failure, you know, you learn more from failure than success. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you and Cameron have like a deal in place that you will both write and star? Or again, was that kind of just what happened with um, Be Your Own Boss? Uh, yeah, there's no agreement. We just, just, we play characters and it's very natural. Like we've, since we've got been friends, we've, done you know we just muck around just mm. write, wrote a show and those were the characters we wanted to play but yeah there's no like there's no formal contract yeah have, yeah, are you, <laughs> have you got something in place for this development have you got an uh, what do you mean by that like have you got a new idea in the works yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. um i'm not going to talk about it mm. just yet but yeah we have and i think it's going to be fun and cool <laughs> yeah exciting yeah it, like he's a very he inspires me a lot like when i'm around him I, it's very easy to be creative and I think vice versa. Mm. It's so good. That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. I'll tell him you said that. Are you interviewing him too? I can if you want to. You should. Get yeah. Cam on. He owes me $50. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the first thing I say. Yeah. Welcome to the show. You owe Becky. Uh, you owe Becky. <laughs> and thank you so much, Cameron. Yeah. There is the door. You just fucking shame him. Yeah. No, I've, I've, we've got a bunch of comedians coming up, obviously, with the festival. So Yeah, get them on. Yeah. Get them on, get them chatting. Who should I and who should I not have on? <sighs> I'm not going to say that. Well, that's, you know, the worst part is like in pubs is like, you need to get this person on, they're great. And then yeah. you get them, they sit down and they just look at you and, and you're like, so what's going on? And they're like, not much. Yeah, right. Who's been the worst person you've interviewed? 
So I haven't had anyone rude or yeah. mean. Yeah. But as far as an interview goes, um, Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses. Okay. He was just, he had nothing to offer. Yeah. Um, and I think because he's like contractually obligated to not share sure. anything Guns N' Roses related. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just people who are just very short. And they yeah. don't have a lot to talk about. Just like a, especially a lot of bands. Yeah. They're really shy and you ask them a question and you're like, so tell me about the song. They're like, oh, I really like it. It's great. Yeah. Musicians And they just seem stare really at you hard. wide eye waiting for the next question. You're like, fuck. I know. I guess, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's hard because interviews rose, I guess interviews were rose to success because some people love to talk and then it became standard that, oh, everyone should do these interviews. But it's not, that's just not the way a lot of people operate. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... Interviews like this are easy because you and I can just fuck around. Yeah. Remember I had the presets on mm. f- uh, for that last album, High Viz. It was mm. like the album release day just f- coincidentally was International Donut Day. All right. So I thought, they'll no, this is a joke. So I started the interview. I was like, hey, guys, congratulations on the album. Much more importantly, it's International Donut Day. Yeah. What's your favourite donut? And they kind of just stared at me going, oh, I guess cinnamon glaze. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. didn't get that it was a joke. And I was like, oh, I'm just mucking around, guys. Yeah. I guess people, f- yeah, I don't know. People find it hard to be playful. With people they don't know, <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's you know, true. they're like, I don't, I don't have to do that. People get, I don't know, like if you start treating people like they're really important, they're gonna believe it. Yeah. So right. like, once you start treating people like they're famous and important, they don't think they have to be nice to the little guy. And yeah. yes, I am calling you a little guy. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> people don't good. know that you're actually minuscule. Yeah. You know, Neil I, is only, um, he's only. 30 centimetres tall. Yeah, oh, 30, so cute. 33. It's not that cute. It's cute. It's not that You're running small, around guys. nipping my ankles. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I think we can leave it there, Becky, because you've okay. got shit to do. Apparently. I do have shit to do. Are you in I'm a better sorry. mood at least? Have I done my job? You have, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I'm sorry I came in so grumpy. That's okay. It's, um, you know, I don't like to do that, but sometimes it's hard. Well, Becky is hilarious and you should see all of her shows at the festivals. Yes, come along, come along. I promise I'll be funnier than this. I thought you were great. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. Yeah, talk soon. Thanks, Neil. Bye.